Robertson, let's take just a moment. Brother Garrett, he preached on prayer. And Hezekiah, he prayed with urgency. I'm going to pray here before I <coughs> preach. And I, I ask you, if you're saved here this morning, pray. Pray. We need God to break through. Yes. We need God to break Amen, through. Brother. We need God to break through. Pray that the Lord would move. Pray that God would seize this place. Yes. Pray that God would seize this place. Listen. <clears throat> You say, I can't stand up and preach. Well, that may that ain't what God called you to do. You say, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't know the Bible like Brother Garrett does, and I can't preach the way. But listen, let me tell you something. You can pray. Amen. You can pray. We can pray. Father, come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need you, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd honor every prayer, Lord, our pastor prayed, dear God. All the way back, dear God, before, Lord, dear God, this building was even filled with church people in it, Lord. I believe, God, he prayed, Lord, for your glory. I believe, God, he prayed, Lord, for, dear God, Christians to be strengthened and taught in this church, dear God, taught and preached the Bible. I pray, God, that you'd remember him prayers when he prayed for the lost, dear God, prayed for sinners to be saved, God. I'm sure he prayed for that, Lord. And God, we pray it again, Lord. We pray, God, that you do it. I pray, Lord, God, you'd have your way, Lord. There's people, dear God, out of the sound of my voice right now, dear God, they ain't saved, Lord. God, Lord, we pray, Lord, like Brother Garrett preached, Lord, dear God, we need immediate help, Lord. Dear God, there's people, Lord, dear God, Lord, they're standing between here and their vehicle, dear God, they're lost, Lord. Dear God, they're going to gamble with their soul, Lord. We need you, dear God, to open up their eyes, Lord. God, I pray you do it, Lord. I pray you put a holy concern upon this place, God. I pray, Lord, God, that you put your hand, dear God, Lord, upon the devil, Lord, and keep him, God, from influencing anybody this morning, God. Have your will to be done, God. I thank you, Lord, for my dear brother, God. I pray, Lord, you help us to pray like that, God. I pray, Lord, for any sin, dear God. Forgive me, dear God, of my pride, Lord, dear God. Let dear Lord, my flesh, Father, dear God, whenever I give in, Father, dear God, to Lord, what this old man, Father, that rises up in me, Lord. God, I pray you purify me. Help us to make things clean and pure now, God. Lord, where you move, Father. I pray, God, you'd help my brothers and sisters, dear God, to pray, Lord, as we preach, God, and have your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God wants us to pray. God wants us to pray. Our pastor's burdening preaches about prayer and true conversion. We need to, listen, we need to have a burden to pray. Let me tell you something. You say, I can't pray in any power. Well, you learn to pray in secret, you'll pray in power and power. Amen. If you don't pray, listen, if you don't pray in secret, you ain't going to come here and pray in no power in public. But you get along with God and learn how to pray. I believe Hezekiah in those chambers as a king, Brother Garrett, I believe he prayed. And when it became time to pray, listen, we can move, we can, we can have God move upon nations in prayer. We can have God move upon His community in prayer. We Listen, we may not ever put on a United States military uniform and fight against nations and fight against enemies, but we can fight against the devil in the army of God when we learn how to pray. Amen. Amen. Book of Genesis chapter number 19. I'll give you this uh, as brief as the Lord will allow me to give it to you this morning. Pray that God would uh, use it. Book of Genesis, chapter number 19, verse number 14. One praise in it will touch on the surrounding parts of this verse. But here in the past month or so, the Lord's been burdened. Our pastor preached on conversion. Uh, on the Apostle Paul and many different aspects of being saved and happiness in the Lord and uh, really being burdened on true conversion and what it means to be saved and to be born again. 
You've heard the gospel preached. You know what it means for Christ to die on the cross, suffer under the wrath of God, be buried and be risen again from the dead. It requires repentance and faith and the new birth. You know those things to be true. That's the season of preaching we've been sitting under. Now I pray in the same spirit that you be called under a sense of urgency to respond to the call. I believe God's yeah. got to move on your will. I believe God's got to persuade you it's a work of God. But you must respond to the call of the gospel and be saved. You must respond to it. Some of you are sleepy. Some of you, are, you're, you're, you're distracted and you're hindered and you're pleased. God needs to wake you up. Amen. God needs to wake you up out of that sleep backslid, not concerned. And listen, it bothers me when I see a person, and I'm not God, and I'm not judging nobody, and I don't know, but it bothers me when I see a person not consistent. You know they're not walking close with the Lord right, and brother. coming here in the church and not feel a bit bothered by, not feel a bit concerned about. That bothers me. And listen, we need to confess our sins. And get right with Amen. God. Amen. Book of Genesis, chapter number 19, the middle of the 14th verse. The Bible says, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. I want to preach this morning on escaping from the city of destruction. Escaping from the city of destruction. Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. Sodom is destined for destruction. And listen, if you read in chapter number 18, Abraham prayed on the mountain. Pray that God will have mercy on him. Evidently, there wasn't enough righteous for God to spare the whole city. But God did hear Abraham's prayers. And he delivered his nephew Lord. And listen, chapter number 19, that judgment is coming. And listen, Sodom is certain. And listen, to be destroyed. God sent two angels down inside of Sodom to go inside of Lot's house. Uh, listen and warn him uh, and get him out. Uh, them angels told Lot, uh, we can't go nowhere uh, until you're out of this city. Uh, uh, listen, uh, I'm glad that I'm going to escape the judgment. Yeah, uh, it's bro. not going to fall on me. Uh, uh, listen, I'm glad. Listen, uh, if the Lord sees in his time, uh, uh, listen, uh, if the tribulation falls on this earth, uh, he's going to rapture his church. Uh, uh, listen, before it begins, uh, yeah, I'm bro. glad, listen, that God uh, is merciful, uh, but he gets to listen uh, uh, to angelic messengers is sent to get Lot out of there. I, I listen, and you have the warning. I, I listen in verse number 13. I, they said, for we will destroy this place I, because the cry of them is waxing great I, before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us I, I, to destroy I, inside of verse number 14. I, I listen, I, Lot goes I, into his sons-in-laws who married his daughters, I, and he said, listen, I, I just got word this place is going to be burned to the ground. I, listen, we got to get out and get out of here because God's going to destroy. I, I listen to this city. I, I want to liken the situation under this. If you're not saved, you're living in the city of destruction. If you're lost, you're living in the city of destruction. And God's judgment is swift to come upon you. I, I listen, and I, I listen, there was a place called Zoar where Lot was permitted to go. And listen, be rescued from the judgment that was to come. There's a city of refuge this morning. His name is Jesus Christ. And you can be saved. Uh, from the wrath to come. I, I want to look at it this morning. I, uh, first of all, I, the scoffer's response. I, I listen to the 
the warning. The Bible says, listen, and Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters. Get you out of this place, for the Lord would destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-laws. Listen, when he told his sons-in-laws, it's going to burn down to the ground. Guess what? It was a joke to them. Listen, it was mockery to them. They didn't take nothing serious. They've been swerving around. They've been living ungodly and drinking long as they can remember. They've been living it up in Sodom. What Lot said seemed like something a fool would say. Listen, I believe there was another reason why they left it, Lot. Because when he went down to Sodom, he ruined his testimony by the way that he lived. And they didn't take him serious. I remember when I was a teenager in high school, I was backslidden condition. I remember trying to tell people about, listen, getting saved in the judgment to come. I remember him laughing right in my face. If you don't live with no power and try to warn this world about the judgment to come, they'll laugh in your face. They'll laugh right in your face. You don't live with no consistency. You don't attend the church regularly. You don't seek to serve the Lord, support your pastor, and back him up. Listen, you begin to warn them about hell and the judgment of God. Listen, you'll be a laughing stock. To them. Amen. Amen. Lot was laughing. I'm telling you something right now. It hurts worse than anything in this world. I'm telling you, it hurts you down deep. But listen, the Bible says, listen, in the book of 2 Peter, chapter number 3, verses 3 through 4, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. What's a scoffer? Somebody who mocks and makes fun of them. And saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of, of the creation. Guess what the Bible says? I, one of the marks of the last days is going to be people making fun of it. I, I tell you, something makes me sick. I, I just about can't finish up my work day. It makes me so sick I can't stand it. I, I'll be sitting over at my desk. I, I hear my co-workers are talking so ungodly. They're talking so filthy. I, I'm talking about young ladies. I, I listen, talking, it just burns me. I, and then the, the, here's what they say, and I can't stand it when they say this right here. I'm going to hell and then laugh about it I'm telling you when they do Brother Garrett it's just like listen they think it's funny they're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ they think it's funny they're going to spend eternal damnation in hell it makes me so sick I about can't breathe listen I believe there's reasons why that people mock the judgment first of all it's this because things continue as they are history continues listen they say we lived on this earth for thousands of years listen they say things that just went the way they were we're having another presidential election things continue as they always were. So there's no judgment going to come. This thing isn't going to stop. It's going to continue forever. We're becoming more civilized. We're becoming more intelligent. We have technology. Surely things are going to continue the way they've always been. I believe there's another reason. I believe it's a current state of prosperity or maybe health. There ain't nothing wrong with me. I can move. I can go hunting. I can do what I want to do. My limbs work. I got a right mind about me. Listen, God ain't going to do nothing to me. As a matter of fact, God loves me. I'm okay. I'm able to move and do what I want to do. I had enough energy to drink last night and watch this filthy show. God's not going to do nothing to me. I'm okay right now. And then there's another reason. Listen, because at the present moment, you're not at the judgment bar. Oh, Lord. You're not at the judgment bar right now. 
It's easy listening to talk big and walk with your shoulders wide, not standing before God. At the moment, you don't stand before Christ. At the moment, you're living under His grace and mercy. Those three reasons, listen, are not reasons that suggest that God's not going to judge the world. But it's this right here. For God is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us word. Not well that any should perish, but that all will come into repentance. All those things I mentioned don't testify to the slackness of God, but to the mercy of God. Amen. Amen. This present world and whatever blessings you enjoy is not because God's not going to bring down the hammer. Listen, it's because that God in His mercy has given you a season to repent. So there's the scoffer's response to the warning and then there's the certainty of destruction. Look at verse number 14 again. How does Lot say it? Up, get you out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. It's not maybe. It's not mine. It's not God's thing about it. It's God's already said it. Sodom's going to be destroyed. It's not going to make it through it. God's going to burn the city down to the ground. It's certain to be destroyed. Let me liken that to your condition. If you're not saved, you say, what's the chances if I remain not saved? What's the chances if I don't be born again? What's the chances if I don't repent and trust in Christ? Listen, that I'm going to heaven. Zero percent. Listen, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Listen, the Bible says in John chapter 3, the end of verse 18, he that believeth not is condemned already. It's not a matter of are you going to be condemned. You're already condemned. God's judgment is already... Listen, you say, why are you preaching this this morning? Because, listen, because before my eyes are the faces of souls on your way to hell, you're going to listen. Your family's going to sit down in a pew in a funeral home and look at your body laying that casket and know that you're not saved. I'll never forget it. My mama, when my uncle died, when he died, she said, Oh, no, my brother is in hell. You can laugh all you want to, but you're not going to get no smirks for laughing for me. No. I tell you, there is a real hell. There is a real judgment. Oh, I know the faces of some here this morning. And what it will be like to be standing when the world's on fire and see you cast into an eternal lake of fire. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, I pray that God will put concern in your heart this morning. You're condemned already. You're lost already. You're in your head for destruction. You're lost and on your way to hell. Listen, that is the certainty of destruction. There's no chance you can try to be good enough. It won't work. There's no chance. Listen, you can try to turn your life around. It won't work. If you remain outside of Jesus Christ, your probability of ending up in hell is 100%. You say, I don't agree with that. Well, there's a large population in hell right now that would disagree with you. That's right. That's good, Third of all this, there's the graciousness of the warning. There's the graciousness of the warning. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law which married his daughters. He gives the warning gives the warning to his sons-in-laws. What's taking place here? 
Sodom's not yet been destroyed. It's doomed. It's for certain destruction. And it cannot be reversed. It can't be reversed. It's set in stone. Those who reject Jesus Christ, it's set in stone. They shall be judged and damned forever. That's certain. But what has taken place in Sodom is, listen, is that God granted, listen, God granted the call to be given out to them. Here's the thing. How come the rest of it didn't get it? You say, what about people that don't hear the gospel? I leave that up to God. But I'll tell you this. Listen, there's nothing that says God's got to extend the call to you. But He's brought you in an old-fashioned church. You sit under preaching. And he's given you the call this morning. God's warning always, always, always precedes the judgment. That's right. Amen. Amen. 2 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 5 says this that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Those hundred years that he spent, Brother Jamie, building that ark. Noah preached. Listen, he worked on that ark and he preached. He worked on that ark and he preached. Listen, he preached righteousness. If he preached righteousness, I believe he preached sin too. He preached the coming judgment upon the world. Before the first raindrop fell from the heavens, Noah preached. Listen, the Bible says in the book of Jonah, chapter number 3, verse number 4, he said, and yet 40 days... And then it shall be overthrown. Forty days from now, this city is going to be destroyed unless you repent. Listen, they didn't even have a promise that God would except they repented. They repented anyway and sought the Lord. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that, listen, God's grace, listen, in the warning, is perceiving the judgment. God has sent a preacher. God has sent the warning. Listen, He's sending it out to you. He's keeping a record. Uh, listen, Pastor Kevin told us this Wednesday. Uh, he said, I'm going to be called uh, to the judgment bar. Uh, on many of them that sat in this church. Uh, and give a witness against them. Uh, every witness you ever had uh, that warned you uh, about the judgment of yeah. God. Uh, God's going to call that preacher up uh, and give a witness uh, against your soul. Uh, that you had the warning uh, before you're cast into the lake of fire. You say, I don't like that kind of preaching. I know you don't. That's why I'm preaching like that. My God, my God, I tell you, if I was still lost, I'd hope that somebody under the love of the Spirit would call out and say that hell's going to be my home if I don't turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then last of all this, there's the urgency, like Brother Garrett preached, the urgency of the warning. The urgency of the warning. The Bible says, up, get you out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. You think a warning like that is something that just, well, let me think about it for a little bit. It went too much longer after this that God destroyed it. It may not be too much longer after I preach that you die or God raptures His church and sets this world aflame. It ain't going to listen. God's going to send down a terrible turbulence upon this world. He's going to let His hands off and let, let some things happen in it. Listen, all I'm trying to say is that there's some urgency. There's two words that have the same meaning inside of verse number 14 and verse number 15. Lot told his family up. And verse number 15, the angels tell him to tell his family, arise. Listen, up, arise. You know what those words mean in the Greek or in the Hebrew? They mean, listen, being in a comfortable 
settled position. It means to get out of it. From a settled place. To get out of a settled place. And listen, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say they got comfortable in Sodom. And listen, they were rocking to sleep in Sodom. They were rocking to sleep in their sodomy. They were rocking to sleep in their fornication. They was rocking to sleep in their thievery. They was rocking to sleep in their sin. Don't worry about nothing. Don't they go on forever being an empire. Listen, guess what Lot said? He said, up. The angel said, arise. And what are you trying to say this morning? I'm trying to say the devil's rocking you in a cradle all the way to hell. And listen, you're asleep. And listen, while the devil's got your soul. And listen, you're asleep. While there's no evidence in your life of cover your blind to it. There's no evidence that you're saved. There's no evidence you're right with God. You've got no confidence when you lay down and go to sleep at night. Them boys listen at the children's home where I used to stay. We took away their TV and their phones at night. We read in the Bible. I put them to sleep and prayed for them. They'd wake up in the middle of the night and they'd say, Mr. Tyler, listen, I couldn't sleep last night. I thought I was going into hell. What I'm trying to say is, listen, wake up out of that sleepy state. The condition you're in is going to be destroyed. You're going to be consumed. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Hebrews chapter 12 says, For our God is a consuming fire. There ain't never been one man stand before God and ever stay his hand. No. no. There's another word, and I believe it may be the far more important word, or perhaps equally important. There's a word that says escape. Escape. It says in verse number 17, escape for thy life. Verse number 17, escape to the mountain. Verse number 22, haste thee, escape thither. And listen, there was a place called Zoar. And listen, where Lot was permitted to go. And listen, escape doesn't just mean a running in a, in, a, in a random direction. It doesn't mean just a senseless running. Escape is to flee from one place and to go to a specific place. And when you say escape, there's a plan with that. There's a place we should go. And listen, in a fire drill, at a school or a place of business, there's a place you go. When you escape from that building that's on fire, there's a place that was designated as a safe place, a place of salvation, escape. Listen, what are you trying to say, Brother Tyler? I'm trying to tell you there's a place to escape this morning. His name is Jesus. He's a city of refuge. He has a nail-pierced hand. There's blood flowing out from his veins. He has righteousness, a forgiveness, love, and mercy, a new life, love, uh, infinite grace and kindness, uh, a new life uh, the gift of the spirit uh, the adoption of sons and daughters uh, and there's a place uh, to run uh, in the shelter uh, of Jesus Christ the Son of God there's a book that illustrates this better than me, there's a book called Pilgrim's Progress (coughs) there's a man in the book named Christian He lives in a place with his family. And it's called the City of Destruction. That's where he lives. He and his whole family. If you're not saved here this morning, you live in the City of Destruction. And if you're not saved, you're raising your children up in the City of Destruction. Oh, Lord. To die with you. Christian, he got him a book. Really good. He began to read it. And in the book... There's a burden on his shoulder. It begins to get heavier and heavier. And he sinks down low when he reads it. And inside the book, he reads a message that says, the city 
will be destroyed. Yeah. And then that burden begins to get heavier. You know what he does? He goes over to his wife and over to his children and he says, I read the book. The book says this place is doomed and will be destroyed. We've got to get out of here. It's not safe. We're all going to perish. My wife, my children, we're all doomed. We're not saved. God is going to destroy this city. He begins to go and tell his family, you know what his wife and children do? That's a joke. Are you kidding me? That's a joke. That's not real. And begins to say, no, I read it in the book. The book says it's from heaven, from another city. And I said, no, I don't believe that. He can't tell them, he can't tell them. And guess what they began eventually to, to ignore him. Yeah. You know what he did one day, Brother Gary? One day he got the book. And he walked outside of his home. And he turned his face away from his children, from his wife. He pleaded, he did all that he could to play with him, to go with him. And he began to run out of there. And he hears outside the home. He says, Father, a father, return. I come back home. I come back. And guess what the Bible know what the book says that he did? He stuck his fingers in his ears and said, Life, alive, eternal life. Amen. Amen. Listen, you know what some of you need to do this morning? You need to take the word of God. And though your family and friends be yelling at you, I run from them and say, Life. Love, love, eternal love. And run. Listen, I guess what? A Christian didn't turn back. He didn't turn back. The angel said, don't look back lest you be consumed. Lord, as he was going, his wife turns back and turns into a pillar of salt. Amen. Some of you have fled to this altar or perhaps itched your way out, but you turned back like Lot's wife. She got turned into a pillar of salt. One of these days you're going to turn back. God's going to turn your heart into a heart of stone. And you'll never look towards Zoar ever again. She was stuck there. What are you trying to say to the time? Up. Arise. And escape. Escape where? To change my life? No. Maybe I need to just... Make sure that I attend this church for you. You probably should, but no, that's not him. Where do I escape? To the Son of God. To the Lord Jesus Christ. There is holy safety in him. And this woman law went to Zohar his daughters as the fire came down and they lived. And I'm trying to tell you one day, if you're saved in the city of Jesus, why this world's on fire and why it's cast into hell, I'll be saved and secure in the blood and the righteousness of the Son of God. Put your finger in your ears and run from the city of destruction into the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Stand here this morning. So we stand. Brother Drew, get us a song, brother. <clears throat>